Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. So next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I can't work this blanket. Where's the bottom? There we go. Okay. Hey. <laughs> That's ground for, that is so grounds for divorce well, in, I, the, in this household. You can't work a blanket? Get the fuck out. I, I'm kind of second-guessed the, the length and the width of this blanket. That's... One of the largest blankets that we have. It is my favorite purple blanket. That blanket came with me to the hospital when you, I had the baby. You have a list somewhere, right? That's like categorizes all the blankets. Like the multiple, biggest blanket that we have mul- is the green one and like the blue one. Multiple are- top tens. Like biggest bank, biggest blanket, smallest blanket, most comfy blanket. Mm-hmm. Like blanket and mm-hmm. blanket you use in a pinch. Like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I actually have um, been thinking about it and. You know, I want to keep blanket in the car, and we need two because we've got two cars and everything. I, the car blankets are at the bottom of the bin, so I got to get them out to put them in the cars. But yeah, we have our big blanket, big comfy fuzzy blankets. We got, you know, if I'm really cold, I need to warm up quick. Got that blanket. The blanket I don't let anyone else use. Blanket I let anyone else use. I mean, I got. <laughs> You don't know. Oh, no, I know. I live with it. I force you to get rid of blankets. It's, it's like, honestly. It's like Sophie's Choice. No, it's, it's, I was going to go with, you know, splitting my soul into pieces so I'm like have a ton of horcruxes everywhere, like Voldemort, but that's fine. Yeah, Sophie's Choice is fine. Good. It is March 13th, 13th, 2018. I wasn't at work today, so I never remember the date when I'm not at work. I uh, thought you were going to say 2015. I was going to be like, yes, <laughs> exactly. We are uh, back here on the podcast. Yes, we are. Um, we're doing a movie again, if you're new. Yay! We, every single week, watch a random movie uh, from, it's like seven different means now of how we choose what movies we do. We have um, lots of ways. We talk about our lives. We BS. We have fun. Uh, this is the first episode we've we had BS. since the 2017-18 Mullet Awards. Um, thank you guys so much for, again, your involvement and participation in that. Uh, coming soon to Patreon, uh, probably some, probably by the time you hear next week's episode, it's edited and ready and good to go. I just got to do all the, um, the posting and the information for it. Uh, you'll be able to find the 2016 mullet award nominees on our patreon site go to patreon.com slash arcade audio um for five dollars you can get that exclusive content along with all the exclusive content from all the shows in arcade audio's family um and then the even if you don't listen to that podcast we encourage you to do so you'll be able to go to arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets and still vote for the nominees for the 2016 awards we're going back retroactively and doing 
um, and then we'll have 15 and 14 until um, we're all caught up. But, um, exactly. And I talk about this because today's episode is based on uh, the 2017 winner for a movie we should have watched, um, Cabin in the Woods. So that's the movie we watched this week. Um, but before we get to that, anything else? I have, I have one thing to go over, but besides that, anything else? It's been about a month since we've like actually, actually watched recorded. a movie. Yeah, We've been when listening I the past few weeks. You, it didn't seem like it. It didn't seem like it at all. Because we, Especially because we have such a good slate. Like, like we have, like, movies that we, like, all the movies that are sitting over there, like, we want to watch. There's nothing that's, like, bogging us down. We're just right. trying to, like, meticulously plan everything out, you know, yeah, to I mean, kind of to kind of get us through to yes. whatever we need. And we were very close. As you know, we uh, have a baby. Oh, yeah. And uh, it makes it very difficult to, to do things how we used to do. Back in 20, especially doing these mullet awards, back in 2016, the beginning of 2016, 2015, 20, going back, it's like we used to watch movies, record right away. We used to do two or three movies in a day. The, the, in the night. Like we'd stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning. Watch like, movie, hey. record. Yeah, it's like, watch hey, do you want to watch another movie? Yeah, we can do that. You yeah. Know. And then. And it's 9 o'clock, 9.30. And you're yawning. <sighs> and we were so incredibly close to watching a movie and recording in the same time for we actually, the same 24 actually hours. actually started to record. Hours. Like we like we hit record, we were setting up. Are we ready? Cool. Is that a baby crying? It yeah. Is. Our baby? Okay. We have to stop. So we did. Um so this is the next night after Jillian is already asleep, but uh you know, hopefully we will uh complete the hopefully you're com- hearing this. Ho- yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What? Um Okay. Cabin in the woods. Well, first, first, oh. uh, per customary, if it's at the top of the show, um, if there's any movies that we've watched that aren't in our collection, we discuss them beforehand. And today, I watched a movie, a documentary. Um, it wasn't released in theaters. Okay. It was an HBO documentary. Get Out. I'm, we talked I didn't, about It was this not early. Get Out. Get Out's not a documentary. Okay, get. Despite Tope's best efforts. Um, <laughs> he'll laugh at that. Um... It's a movie I've been wanting to watch for a while, and when I say what it is, it's going to sound weird, but this movie, of course, was brought to my attention by Rich Camelucci, the podfather of Arcade Audio. We talked about it on the blank slate at one point. I you think, know, you did didn't tell me that earlier. You didn't tell me that earlier. You didn't need to tell me that earlier. I kind of knew who had encouraged you to watch so here's movie. So here's my story. So, so I, I have a huge list of like stuff I want to watch now that we have HBO Go um, on our Roku. So hashtag cut that cord. I don't, know why, I don't know why this was, like, the first one on my list. It's just the one I just remember, like, hearing the most about. I watched Tickled. Tickled starts off as, look, hear me out. It is a documentary, a New Zealand, like, odd news reporter. You know, like, like, the, like the, you know, like what Bruce Almighty is in Bruce Almighty. Like, he goes and, like, oh, let me interview the one with the world's largest, like, chocolate chip. You know, stuff like that. He's like an odds and ends reporter, and he comes across this thing online that's called competitive endurance tickling. And he's like, oh, this is perfect. Like, I'll, I'll cover this. Sends a message to the company that does it, and he's like, inquires, like, I'd like to do a story on it. They send a message back saying, we're not going to associate with you being a, a controversial homosexual, like, like, literally just, like, slandered the shit out of him and, like, hide all this information. He's like, okay. And, like, they keep coming after him. <laughs> and what follows is, like, the craziest 90 minutes 
of like you think it's gonna be like this really fun, you know, oddball documentary about fucking competitive tickling, and yeah. it ends up being insane. Um, really interesting, really really well done. Um, okay. uh, yeah, there's not much more I can say without like revealing it. The funny part of the story is that um, I woke up today and I was off from work because uh, I work on Saturday. And didn't have, I have, like, a bunch of things I had to do throughout the day. Namely, I'm waiting for a repairman to come to take a look at our dryer. Our dryer has been on the fritz for about a week. He's supposed to come between 10 and 2. I sit down. You know, I wake up. I, you know, go about my business. And I, I sit down. And I'm like, oh, well, he's not here yet. I'm going to start watching this movie because I don't want to start editing or working upstairs. And he comes and I get this. You know, I'm just going to wait. So, several times throughout, like, the first, like, half hour, 45 minutes of watching this movie, I'm like, I'm hungry, you call me, um, there's something else that, like, interrupted me that I needed to, like, pause the movie for, and I'm like, every time I pause it, it was paused during the most uncomfortable visual, it was either a, like, a teenager on top of another teenager tickling him, Literally just an email that had the phrase gay male tickling like on the screen. I'm like, that doorbell's going to ring. And this guy is going to walk in my house and say, I'm here to fix your dryer. And I'm going to have this visual paused on my screen. I'm here by myself. I was underneath your Vera Bradley blanket, which is just covered in flowers. We got baby stuff There's everywhere. There's baby stuff everywhere. I was, wearing, uh, well, I was wearing what I'm wearing right now, which is a Ninja Turtles parody t-shirt. And gym shorts. I look like one of the fucking guys in this movie. Um, yeah, not not my proudest moment. Thankfully, I finished the movie before he came over, and everything was fine. But uh, yeah, if you haven't watched Tickle, uh, t- check Tickled out, and I'll have more hopefully reports of uh, films like this very soon. You'd like it. You'd like it. Okay. Well, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But all that being said, let's get into the 2017 Mullet Award-winning film for a movie we should have watched that we now have watched. The Cabin in the Woods, from the creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. Wicked Twisted Fun, says Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. A rambunctious group of five college friends steal away... Is that the right phrasing? That's what it says here. Steal away. Oh, never heard that phrasing before. Yeah. Steal away for a weekend of debauchery in an isolated country cabin only to be attacked by horrific supernatural creatures in a night of endless terror and bloodshed. Sound familiar? Just wait. As the teens begin to exhibit standard horror movie behavior, a group of technicians in a control room are scrutinizing and sometimes even controlling every move the terrified kids make. With their efforts continually thwarted by an all-powerful quote-unquote eye in the sky, do they have any chance of escape? So... Um, this movie you actually did not see in theaters because you're a chicken shit. Or did we act? Did you actually come back in theaters and see it with me? I, I saw it in theaters. Cause I remember I saw this movie first with probably Rich or somebody else um, in theaters because of all the buzz that was surrounding it. You know, I'm not I, the I'm I, not the biggest horror movie person in the world. You are definitely not the biggest horror movie person in the world. But I always try to seek out the horror movie of the moment or the ones that get a decent word or buzz about them, and this definitely did. I so, am a big Josh Whedon Well, I think person. that's why I can't remember. Like, I feel like... I saw this in theaters. I, I think you came back with me, but you didn't You didn't want to go at first because you, you wanted to hear from me, you know, if you feel like you could take it, I feel like. 
I mean, look, man, this was like six years ago. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what I had for breakfast, okay? It was a banana, I think, okay? But, um, Fair enough. I'm, I saw this in theaters. Okay, so you, uh, yeah, so you came back because I love that. I was like, I'll happily go see this in I either heard in it theaters. from you or someone else, 2012. We were living together. We were working? No, 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 no. No. Together? No, no. That's 2009. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. I was working already at the bank. I'd already worked at the bank, too. Yeah, so I think... I what year is it right now? Go. 2020? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Exactly right. Um, anyway, the, cool. min- the minutiae of the years aside... Uh, <laughs> have seen this movie on many occasions yeah. since it has been on um, TV a bunch of times. I feel like we just watched it uh, uh, several times as well. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite horror movies. Um, let me ask you, because again, this is it's directed by Drew Goddard and it's written by Joss Whedon and him. What is it about Joss Whedon, number one, for you, and if it's something, or what is it that for everybody else? If you feel like it's something different. Because, like, he does, like... Amazing things? I mean, he's very, very good. I I, I didn't grow up with it. Like, my first Joss Whedon stuff was The Avengers. You know, I'm not... Oh, my God! Do not wake our fucking child up. Do not speak blasphemy in this house. I'm not Look, a Buffy Josh person, Whedon, not a Serenity person. I know he, you I know he helped... Shit. You don't know shit. He helped write Speed and Toy Story, which I like both those things. Cool, great. You have no, <laughs> you have no class. You have no bar. Oh, you're gonna call me a fucking hillbilly? What yes, is this? Yes, no. Josh Sweden, he just gets it. He understands these, this genre, this horror, supernatural mm-hmm. kind of science fictiony action. Like he just gets it, and I. Th- think what really does it for me um especially growing up with Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Firefly Serenity was the movie came after Firefly I know thank you very much Mm -hmm. with the dollhouse everything that he he did um he knows how to write strong female superheroes quote-unquote superheroes uh, I'll give you that main, one. Main protagonists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he understands how to write them, and he just he just has such great comedic timing because the majority of what he does is funny. There's a lot of comedy so in Buffy, in Firefly. Avengers. Avengers. This. Every, like, there's a lot of comedy yeah. in it. He's a very good... And he pairs it with these other genres so well. Yeah. He's very good at finding natural humor in mm-hmm. in any situation, but especially well in non-comedy situations, in superhero films, in thrillers, in horror films. You know, yeah, that, that was what, what kind of it was... To me, I'm glad you kind of mentioned. I didn't even put like the female thing or oh yeah or whatnot together. And he's been known um, in a lot of interviews that he does and things to really focus on that female empowerment, um, which I appreciate as you know a male writer, male director, male producer. You know, a lot of times it does get lost. 
Um, you know, a lot of times, and we've had this co- the conversation on this podcast when we talk about characters and how characters are written. So it's not necessarily the acting; it might be sure. the character or how that character is directed to sure. to be. Um, because people don't sometimes male directors and writers don't understand how women think or act or do, um, and vice versa. Vice versa, yeah. you, you know, it's just more predominantly a male field in the writing and directing. Of course. So their, in, their take on the female, you know, persona is just, is just a little different. Yeah. But um, um, he's just great. He's just, everything he does is great. Fair enough. Well, it's funny for this because this was actually on the shelf for a couple of years. This was in the can. It had some distribution trouble and just kind of jumped around. Well, yeah, before finally somebody Jim went bankrupt. Yeah, before, yeah, Lionsgate Sun was like, yo, this is dope. Like, we'll release this. Mm-hmm. One of two movies Chris Hemsworth starred in that he filmed before Thor that came out after Thor, mm-hmm. um, which I find very funny. Um, yeah, it's just, it's incredibly clever. It is a great... I feel like it happens a lot. I, I don't know. I feel like some of them are more, are more, what's the word I'm looking for? More like marketing than anything else. Like the, you've never seen a horror movie like this before. Like the twist, like Scream was like really like the first one because it like just acknowledged the presence of horror films in horror films. You know what I mean? You know, it, it used all of the tropes to its advantage you know, and then a lot of things came out from that. Yeah. You have found footage. You have um, inspired by true events based on true events. Yeah. Um, you know, so this is, again, kind of one of those, you know, it's kind of like Scream in that, you know, the existence of horror movies is a is a, a thing. But it's more so like that we are, you know the puppeteers you know there's there's people that are making them for a better purpose i think it's very clever you know so anytime this falls into a cliche or a trope it has the follow-up in the background of oh we're just doing this because of pheromones or we're doing this you know this is how we get them to act this way it's very good and it's very it's very good and meticulous at at keeping that up throughout i agree i agree i think that that's a really good point but then I do have a counterpoint to you, a okay. question. Sure. Because we talked about this on another episode, I can't remember which one, um, where you said that you're not really a fan of acknowledging the existence in the existence of this movie. Yeah, well, so... So what, so, so what is the difference? So acknowledging horror movies and horror movies, and, and you know, going off fair. of that... Good point. Based, what, what movie was it that we talked about that with? I don't even remember. I mentioned it a couple times. You mentioned like, it a couple times. I mentioned it a couple times. What I more so have a, a problem with is using it as like a, not a plot device, but like an inspiration for characters. Mm. Or like using movies as like a source of like why somebody does something. Does that make sense? Yes. Whereas this, this is taking a genre that has just on the surface, you know, notable flaws, like the horror genre does. That's why so many, you look at any, like, new horror movie, and you look at, like, its, um, you know, like, its Metacritic score, or, or, 
you know, whatever polling outside of a movie, they don't get great reviews because people are just generally kind of... Over it. Uh, not over it, but just, like, antagonistic to it unless it's superior, unless it's something truly unique. And when you're able to take what it normally does and flip it on its ear, and it's still, but it still does the job that that ear is normally supposed to do, then I'm for it. Look, there's ones, like, that don't work. I, I think acknowledging the existence of them, like, in Scream and, like, in this, works great because of everything else surrounding it. But you okay. could also do a really shitty job of it. I don't have an example off the top of my head, but I'm sure they're out there. Because Scream opened up fucking everything, mm-hmm. and then it got saturated again, and now it's coming out of it because you just have, like, really smart, interesting filmmakers just trying to make genuinely scary stories. But you still have, like, you know, like, I fucking hate jump scares. Like, it's cheap. It's stupid. Like, the, like not the scariest, because this isn't also a scary movie. It's more gory. It's, it's, it's more it's thought more of it. More gory, yeah, and it's, and it's also just, like, brutal in its ideology. Yes. You know, that there are these gods that are just going to wipe us out if, like, we don't have this, like, if one of these sacrifices don't work, and we do this every single year, my God. Um, but, like, the scariest, like, moment of this movie is when um, Dana's just kind of, like, out in the woods, and you see one of the Buckners just kind of, like, in the foreground, like, walking up, and there's no, like, music to it or anything. There's no, like, a jing. Like, I think it's just, like, kind of happens, and like, she kind of turns her head to a direction, and when she turns back, like, it's gone. It's like, that's just, like, creepy, you know? And it's not played up for anything. Like, that's more, that's better than, oh, everything's fine, humming along, and bam! You know, like, that stuff, like, I hate that stuff. Like, like, like um... And, and it, it, it bothered me in that, like, it used it a little bit too much because, it, to me, it didn't need it. It's like a recent example. Like, mm-hmm. a criticism I have of that movie. Um, this movie does still does it, too, but not, not super, not a whole bunch, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's It's a little bit more stylized, but again, this movie is not about the scary. It's not, not it's about a, that. Yeah, it's not about that. It's it's about the concept and it's about the execution and it's about the the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also just about being like impressive. Like you can go ahead and write it down and set it aside for the 2018 Muller Awards. The elevator scene in this movie is going to be a best scene nominee for me. Oh. There's that is oh, one of the yeah. best scenes. It in really a movie in a very ever. long time of the past, at least past ten years of just those cops in that room, and she just hits that button. And you build it up because you've. This movie is a really good job of sticking the landing on several things. I have some critiques about the end of the movie, like the end of the movie, you know, with Sigourney Weaver is kind of forced as a director, and then you have like the one zombie kind of coming back, and so like it's a little sloppy, you know, kind of gets falls into one of its own cliches. But it pays off seeing that giant whiteboard of all the choices and hearing people, like, reference things, um, like the merman, like, you know, whatever it may be, and then seeing the cubes and then finally just getting them unleashed in this, like, orgy of, like, five or ten minutes of everything is such an amazing fucking payoff. Yeah, that massacre was just... it's, It's... bloody as hell and it, but you also get like so much out of it you get a fucking unicorn stabbing somebody in the stomach you get these weird like what are the fuck are those robot things they're like evil sex robots or something evil sex robots hell yeah the angry molesting tree um you know like all kinds of like, just oh, dope yeah, ass stuff. no come on don't ruin Groot um 
I mean, it's, it's just, just great. It's just great. It, it's so good. Uh, I my biggest one of my biggest regrets is I wasn't able to go uh, with Rich actually to mm-hmm. the Halloween Horror Nights the year they had the Cabin in the Woods house um, because they have that elevator scene. It's just you come around the corner and like they kind of like block it off. I think if I'm not mistaken, he'd be able to tell a little bit better. Where like they kind of block it off where you kind of like walk it yourself. And the elevator hits and all those doors open at once. And it's just like however many like they could bring out, like realistically, come at you at the same time. And it's like, I would shit myself. I can see you right now closing your eyes, shitting yourself, thinking of walking through that. Uh, no joke. I think it was the only haunted house. Haunted. <laughs> haunted house. <laughs> the only haunted house. Um, the only haunted. <laughs> I'm getting this. Shut up. No, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I'm getting this. The only haunted, <laughs> I had it. The only haunted house he went on because, like, he was so like, ah, ah, I can't. Like, he couldn't do anymore after that. I wouldn't be able to do life after that. I- I'm sorry. That would be no such wonder a- they decided to to die at the end because I wouldn't be able to live with myself either after the- seeing all of that. Oh, that's why I like that moment of them just being like smoking some weed, being like, Yo, that's. Life is done, man. Yeah. <laughs> like we are, we are yeah. through with it. Yeah. Um. Like that scene is so great, and then just sprinkled throughout. Like I love the beginning of just, you know, it's Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins just talking about life. Yeah. On a fucking. And you're like, what the f- what the heck? On is a motorized this? car, and then just bam, like title credits, and it's. Yeah. It's is is a great opening. I, I read uh, for trivia that they purposely uh, wrote that scene and did it that way because they wanted people to think that they'd walked into the wrong movie. Yeah. Like let's let, let's confuse the fuck out of people. Exactly. Um, I love like the Harbinger stuff. Like, and again, they 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 managed to get like humor out of that. Yeah. Um, they did, and when he's on speakerphone, I think that that's great. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I just, yeah, there's a lot of really great scenes, and, um... I personally prefer more stuff that happens in the facility than, like, the actual, like, teens, you know what I mean? Like, I know you have to have, like, the romance, but, you know, don't need it. I know you need to have, uh, you know... Maybe my biggest critique of the whole movie is... They, the actual uh, villains, like the choice, like I see that board and I'm like, okay. I, I could know for have the, gone with so many others. I know for the story it was probably like the easiest thing to work and the tamest, but like, yeah, you know, like they yeah. didn't, like, you know, it didn't amp it up or they weren't scary to me at all. Like, again, it, well, the point I don't think it was to be scary, but yeah. I mean, the I Buckners and zombie redneck, you. zombie redneck torture family, you, you know, um, no thanks, you know? Well, yeah, it's, no thanks because you no, don't want them coming after you. No, it doesn't interest me is what I meant. Like, had it been, well, well what was the actual, so when they go in the basement, what are all the things they yeah, pick let up? Me let me see. Well, they pick up the shell, but it's not, like, one of them they're about to put on, the necklace. Yeah. That's, I forget who that is. Then there's the sphere from, like, the torture. From the guy with the, the like the Yeah, like the pinhead kind of dude. Yeah. And there's the ballerina who's got the fucking, um... Teeth face. Teeth face. <laughs> teeth face. Teeth face. Um, what else? I'm trying to remember. One has the orb. One has. What's the necklace from? I'm not sure. Not the werewolf or anything. I don't think. There's don't like know. a music box. There's so many like different options. Also, Marty looks at like the real, like the movie real. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not sure what they all go to, but I have a list of uh, all of the monsters. Oh, let's hear it. That were on the board. Yeah, let's do it. Monster listed on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Alien Beast. Okay. Angry Molesting Tree. Sure. The Bride. Okay. Clowns. You see clowns. Oh, man, those clowns are fucking scary. Yep. Deadites. Which They're is from the Evil Dead. Which is from yeah. the Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Demons. Dismemberment Goblins. Okay. The Doctors. Yeah, you see the Doctors. Dolls. Dragon Bat, which we saw. Dragon Bat, it's cool. Giant. Okay. Giant Snake. See Giant Snake. Hell Lord. The Huron. Mm. What is the Huron? The Huron is, uh, I don't know, like this red giant thing. Okay. Um... Worst. And the worst. Um, oh. Monsters listed on the board. Okay, so that was the Huron. Jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm. Kevin, who is supposed to be Elijah Wood. Oh, character. from Sin City. Yeah, 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 yeah. Merman. Merman. Mummy. Mm-hmm. Mutants. Mm-hmm. The reanimated. Okay. Zombie. Yeah, zombies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Reptilius, mm-hmm. Sasquatch, slash Wendigo, slash Yeti, mm-hmm. the Scarecrow Folk. Which we see, they're the one that take out the, the policemen. Yeah. Sexy Witches. Okay. Snowman, Sugar Plum Fairy, Twins, Unicorn, Vampires, Werewolf Witches, Wraiths, Zombie Redneck Torture Family, and Zombies. Nice. Other monsters seen in the film and behind the scenes, there's American Slow Walking Creepy Girl. The Ancient Ones, Balding Menace, The Blob, Boomer, Bullhead Phantom, Cow Skull Giant, Charger, uh, Creature with Pattern Segments of Armor on His Head, Creeping Shadow, Cthulhu, Cyclops, Dark Spirit, Face Peeler, Floating Leech Creature, Flock of Killer Birds. A fuck of Killer Birds? Flock of Killer Birds. Oh, like oh. the the group of killer birds we saw. Uh, where were we driving from? <laughs> Toys R Us. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. We were driving from the the possibly closing Toys R Us, and they're literally like fucking Hitchcocky and birds. They're literally like a hundred birds, just like hanging out in the sky, like over like one like creepy ass area of woods. I was like, they were either waiting for Toys R Us to close or the dead body in there. Yeah. So yeah, so like all like all those choices would have been better than zombie redneck torture family but again i get it they're in the woods you know like it's the best option cool um was there anything else you didn't particularly like about the movie um not that we haven't already mentioned yeah i mean the ending after the elevator stuff is a little clumsy to me you know it's one of those cases where like i didn't even really need to know what was happening like it was very exposition heavy explaining, you know, exactly what we've kind of already figured at this point. I would have been fine just like alluding to it and not getting it black and white. And then it just kind of happening. And I would have been like, cool, you know, I'm fine with that. Um, so that stuff. And there's a couple things like, you know, minor throughout the movie that, you know, I'm just kind of like, meh, you know, like it's a little too, like, normal horror movie as opposed to, like, cool, funny horror movie. But I think it had to be rooted in the reality sure. of, of normal horror that's movie. What, that's what didn't, like, 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 really bother me, you know? Yeah. Um, 
excuse me. We should get into the acting because I think that that's also going to be part of yeah, absolutely. What we liked and sure. Like, yeah, um, I mean, most of it's pretty good. Um, I really don't have a good feel yeah. on this one. I mean, well, look. Let's just say this was like the first major thing Chris Hemsworth did, right? Because mm-hmm. um, technically, well, Star Trek. He, he, you know, the oh, first yes, scene the, of Star the, Trek. Yes, the uh, the three minutes. It's a very important part of that movie. Yeah. Very good. That was, I remember specifically watching him in that movie, and we'll talk about it whenever we get to Star Trek, that I was like, yo, that guy's really good. I want to see him in more mm-hmm. shit. And then I saw he was going to be Thor. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. And then he's been, I've never not liked Chris Hemsworth in anything I've ever seen him in. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. think he's great. I'm sure we'll get to his brother Liam when we get to his never. brother Liam. Never. I'm sure, I think we have something. Yeah. So yeah, we have the Hunger Games movies. We have some things. Oh, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, I, I think Chris Hemsworth is really great, and this is like the beginning of his career. Even mm-hmm. though it came out after Thor and everything, this really was before, and you can see. You can see him building. You can see yeah. him get better and better. One of the minor things that, that bothers me um, is so when he's jumping the cliff and like he runs into the force field, it's a great like out of the blue, like kind of like gut punching mm-hmm. moment. They ruin it before when the bird hits it. Like, had that just been something that like you didn't see, would have been even bigger or better. Again, it's still good, but like don't tease it or even reference it beforehand. So, just, uh, just a minor thing. Um, yes. Hemsworth is good. I don't know if he's MVP level I don't know. good. I, I don't know, but I do think it's interesting that he has such this huge career after this movie. I can't tell you what anyone else of the five main people did I after know this movie. The, the um, studious Jesse nerdy Williams. guy, he's on Grey's Anatomy or yeah, something. The reason I know that is because my mom watched it once and I saw him. Right, on. I'm like, so he's on Grey's Anatomy. That's like Kevin Woods guy. And I know, um, but he kind of started it before this, probably kind of being on those like cop shows. Wasn't he shows. also? Wasn't he on like a Nickelodeon show or something? Or am I thinking of that kid from Cousin Skeeter? I think you're thinking of somebody else. Hold on, I'm pretty sure I recognize him from something else. Jesse Williams, the actor, Kevin Woods, Brooklyn's finest sister of the traveling pants. It's gonna drive me nuts. Hold on, I'm gonna find it. No, I think I'm thinking of a kid from Cousin Skeeter. Cool. Yeah, I'm thinking of the kid from Cousin Skeeter. Yeah, what was his name? Hold on. None of the other main people really did anything after this. I that, think that they were in stuff, but smaller things that like I've never even heard of. But that Robert was, Richard, that is his name. Okay. This Jesse Williams guy, he was also in The Butler. He was in um, This guy was in House of Wax, that's why I'm thinking Oh, okay. That's why. Yeah, but yeah, he was on Grey's Anatomy, but he started doing Grey's Anatomy in 2009. Uh, the Marty guy has so been kind of... in, um, I think he's on, I think he's on, like, Supernatural or something? Mm. Nope. No, he's yeah. a Broadway actor. Yeah, yeah. Who? What? Fran Kranz. Yeah, I know, but why? Frank Bunks! <laughs> um, Get out of the house. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so I agree with you there. So I think that that, I mean, I'm not saying that that means that Chris Hemsworth is No, it doesn't make an MVP, I just think that it's but interesting. It's interesting, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, an interesting thing, because I honestly thought it was a pretty good ensemble. I think that they all were good partners to each other and played the roles that they were casted for particularly sure. well. Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, Jesse Williams, I, I, I could take him or leave him in terms I mean, of what he, his character is and what he does, but it's fine. Same thing with... Um, he could have been the guy from... Uh, Cousin Skeeter. Desperate Housewives and John Tucker Must Die. What was his name? 
don't know. All these disposable. Yeah, no. Basically. All these disposable fucking dudes, you know. Um, the blonde, what's her name? Um, Jesse Metcalf. He could have been Jesse Metcalf. Sure. The blonde. Um, she was fine too. You know, I definitely prefer. Anna Hutchinson. Yeah, I definitely prefer the other three. Hemsworth. I really liked Marty. I think. I think he, he did a great. He job. does a great job of being, you know, the fool comic relief at first, and playing a great stoner, and then being like the voice of reason, and then the end kind of being like a badass. You know, and surviving and portraying it really well is actually another funny note I saw was that he's actually in better shape than Chris Hemsworth because Hemsworth like wasn't doing Thor at the time. Okay, like that's fair. They had that's fair. They had like literally like give him like baggy ass shit because he was actually like cut, like he was ripped. They needed to make him like a nerd. Okay, let's check it out now. Let's see. Fran Kronz is uh, like Ben Stiller at the end of Dodgeball. (laughs) It's like eating donuts and shit in the table. I thought Kristen Connolly. Sure, she's good. She was good. She was fine. It's so hard because I also I love Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford. They did a like really they are great so job. good, and they always are. They're two fucking badass character actors that also can be great villains, great leading men. Um, it's kind of hard to differentiate between the two, though. Like. If I like, if I were to pick one over the other in this case, I would probably pick Bradley Whitford just because he had the merman angle. And there's nothing funnier than me than like a grown ass man being like, "Yeah, I kind of. I was hoping it was gonna be a merman." Like he's so disappointed in that <laughs> moment, and then him actually finally seeing the merman and reacting and to it. And that music. The music, and then the most it's... disgusting, bloody fish blowhole, death metal band name <laughs> you've bloody ever fish seen. Um, blowhole. So I'm fine, like, you know, I'm really not, I kind of know who I'm going to vote for my LVP, but um, I also like, uh, like, the officer, you know, like, I kind of wish he had a better, I almost kind of wish, like, he made it, you know what I mean? Like, he was a great uh, voice of reason slash um, innocent, even though, like, he was, like, letting everything happen. He was the questioner of stuff. He kind of just gets eaten and taken out by scarecrow people. I think he did too much, though. You know, he didn't really have. No, a big I liked him though. Push. Yeah, I mean, he was fine. He didn't do anything to piss me off or or anything yeah. like that. Um, yeah, and and I mean, in terms of like the bigger roles and the acting roles, I think that that's yeah. So who who sums it up? So who are we going with? Um. I mean, I think. I think um, Frank Bong is gonna Marty. Be, yeah, Marty. I think that that's gonna be who I would who I would say just that's because who I was Chris for. Hemsworth does a great job of being the straight man, being the leader, acting drunk like asshole, whatever. Um, but it's just not. I don't think it's as far of a stretch as this other guy had to do. I yeah, I don't think it was better. a stretch for him either. I just think. I think that, he had he had more uh, hats to wear, mm-hmm. and there you, go, he, that's it. you know even in like the stuff like him like reacting like the harbinger like you know he's yeah very natural and real and all that stuff while also being like this like loopy stoner with like a coffee mug bong you know what I mean yeah yeah but then he also was very believable it. and it was like it's a, such a triumphant moment he's valuable because. When he comes back, when you find out that he's made it, like you're actually happy. Like you're like sweet, nice, good. Yeah. I'm glad this guy's here. Um, that's valuable because in that moment you needed somebody 
to carry through to the end. Yeah. I would say the the girl who played Dana would be a close second. I, I yeah, think she's she, a good, a decent like it's the the screen queen role. You know what I mean? You know, she does do she does have a little good of a comedic timing. You know, she's like virgin. You know, yeah. and also like her at the end just kind of reacting to things. Yeah. I, I thought it was good. Um, but yeah, no, Bradley, Whitford, and Richard Jenkins really, they 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 they're really both great. did a good job of making sure that the movie kept flowing and moving forward. So it was good. Yeah, they definitely. If there was only one of them, if like you fuse them together, I feel like that would have that would have been the MVP. But it's kind of hard to discern between the two. So and we don't do joint MVPs here. Uh, LVP. I know who you're going to make it. Who? You're going to say that it's Amy Acker, the girl from the laboratory? No. Oh, good. Oh, good, good. I don't even know. Oh, the girl who, like, kept, like, talking to the, the officer Ken- yeah. and... Yeah. No, she was fine. Oh, good, yeah, okay. Innocent. I like her. She, uh, she worked with Josh Whedon a lot. She was mm. on Angel and stuff. No, she was um, fine. Good, I like her. Yeah. I just thought that you'd find her annoying. No, no, she wasn't annoying to me at all. Oh, good. No. Um, good, I like her. My LVP is Sigourney Weaver. Really? It just felt like somebody cashing in a payday and just and didn't add anything to like the lines, like that could have been fucking anybody, mm-hmm. and, and and most other people probably would have done a better job at it. Like she just was very, and then like she gets involved in the fight again. It, it's part of my complaint about how that last like little scene starts to play out. I think part of part of it. Okay, but it just seemed very. The gods and this and that and the other okay. and just very flatline exposition. Again, it's nitpicking from who we have here. The only person I'd pick is Ronald the intern, but you know, like that guy played a fucking annoying intern really well. And I'm not gonna make it the harbinger, uh, Mordecai, because he was he was cool too. That that would be my only that would be my okay. only person. You know? Oh man, Sigourney Weaver's got MVP, LVP status. She's, she's joining now. a she's joining a very select list. She's also a two time MVP. Oh man, back to back MVP. Like these things are gonna happen. I mean, she joins a oh, list I think shit. that includes Dom DeLuise, uh, Jason Lee. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else. It's a select list. Oh no, you should. I, I have think the you book. Have it Hold on, it's underneath like my other six books. Oh, why did I put this at the bottom? That was dumb. Uh, like, I just made a mess. Let me look at my list here. Hold on. mark it. Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Dom DeLuise. Who's the other one I just said? Jason Lee. I know was on this list. And I think that's... Oh, and Douglas Seal. He was Santa and Ernest Saves Christmas, and he was uh, the Sultan in Aladdin. I almost said that backwards. I'm going to confuse the shit out of people. Who the fuck was Santa and Aladdin? <laughs> <laughs> what I can, well, the genie. He's saying the Santa. Yeah, so Sigourney Weaver joining a very uh, select list there. Um, what else? Which um, who? Which of the tropes do you fall into of the five? What are they? The the the, the, the jock, whore? the whore, the fool, the virgin, and the scholar. And we'll we'll blur gender lines. You don't have to be either the the whore oh, or the the well, virgin. I know. Although. Which one am I talking about? Ah! Our baby's upstairs. Again, doesn't you don't have to, you know. I would totally be... I think... Go ahead. I have the answer. The fool. I would say you're one of the zombie redneck torture family members. Fuck you, man. More than anything. Fuck you. No, I would be working in the facility. 
Yeah, you're fucking Wendy the chemist. Um, what about you? I'm obviously the fool or the scholar. Like a combination of the two. Mm-mm. In the horror movie. Man, in a horror movie, I would be... Oh, I'm dying first. Second. Yeah, you're... Yeah, you're, Tope would be there. Yeah. He would say it. I would be the guy that, like... He would say it. I would be the guy that, like, almost makes it. And, like, I'm kind of rooting for that guy, but if he dies... Okay. I'm all right with that. Yeah. I'd be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a fair... I'm, like, the third friend. I think that that's a fair... Yeah. ...judgment yeah. on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um... I was going to say, man, I hope this doesn't happen to me. I'm like, it's not. <laughs> this isn't real. It's a movie. How stupid am I? Um, cool. What else on Cabin in the Woods? Good. Yeah, it's it's a favorite. Um, thank you guys for, for nominating it, or for voting for it, yeah, for the movie you should it. have watched. Actually, I'll go ahead and, uh, should I go ahead and tease before you give the score? Because we don't have a movie to nominate. We don't have a movie to select. This is kind of a special episode. Um, should I go ahead and tease people with what the nominees for the 2016 are? So they kind of get a, a taste of what they could get from to the podcast? Sure. Okay. Um, I gotta find it. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. I think I threw it away. Did I? Okay, well I have my um, I think I can, I think I can do it off the top of my head. Oh. Yeah, I can do it off the top of my head. Uh, so You're- then... Can I just say, okay, you'd be the scholar, and you're disgusting. Okay. So again, the scholar is kind of the one that almost makes it the end. Uh, the nominees for the 2016 movie we should have watched are, uh, my three were Whiplash, Up, and Little Shop of Horrors. And my three were... Gone with the Wind. Beauty and the Beast, and, and Nightmare, Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas. So again, Gone with the Wind, Nightmare Before Christmas, Beauty and the Beast, Up, Whiplash, and Little Shop of Horrors. Six great choices. I mean, I think better than this year's choices. Um, you'll be able to vote on those and all other ones uh, very, very soon. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, but for now, what is your score for Cabin in the Woods? Um, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I could watch it anytime, and it mm-hmm. really did break that stereotype of the horror movie for me. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, that elevator scene, just seeing all of the boxes and how it's moving and this and that and then you know the realization of oh my god they made us choose how we're gonna die and then the exploding and the massacre I think all that just really is incredible and Josh Whedon does an amazing job as always um I'm gonna give it a we can't do quarter scores can we no only halves round up I'm gonna give it a nine nine I was going. I really enjoy it. I was going to go in uh, a nine and a half. Okay, it's wow. Close, it's close to me. So a nine point two five. Really close for you. I just, I, I feel like I did a lot of nitpicks on it and like some several critiques, but the bulk of it is just so goddamn well executed and clever, and just it's just so watchable. It's it's flies by. I love a movie that. This is 95 minutes, so it's not long by any stretch of the imagination, but, like, this feels like a fucking sitcom. Like, it just feels like it just, before you know it, it's done. Um, also, it gets into the action kind of late. Like, it's about a half hour before, any you know. Murder. Yeah, well, even before, like, like you even get, like, the like, the Buckners even involved in the process. Or I feel like they're in the basement in a half hour. You know, the bitch is, like, making out with a werewolf on the wall at a half hour. Yeah, that was really weird. Um, 
So yeah, so a 9.25 for Cabin in the Woods. Very, very excellent. Uh, next week, I'll go ahead and announce, next week's going to be Power Rangers, the 2017 film. Week after that, we have a special movie for you. Uh, it's not on the docket of anything right now. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about it. It'll just, you know, it'll come up. I can't believe we were going to watch that movie. Um, and after that, to celebrate WrestleMania week, we'll watch Painting Game. So kind of our next three weeks mapped out for you. But for now, I hate you. thank you for listening to this episode. ArcadeAudio.net, as I said, for this podcast and the other ones in our network of shows. Please subscribe, rate, and review Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Patreon.com slash ArcadeAudio to support the podcast and to get that future uh, award episode. ArcadeAudio.net slash The Mullets to vote in those awards, uh, hopefully sometime in the next week. Follow us on social media, Facebook, and Twitter, and send us an email, marriedmovies at gmail.com. Final thoughts? I think we said it all. I think we did a pretty pretty good job. Kept this nice and concise. I mean, it was a good... Sometimes the shorter podcasts are for movies that we don't like as much, but I like this movie. There's just not a lot to, to nitpick 40, on and talk about. 48 minutes. This is fine. I figured something like you're gearing up to rate this podcast. I give today's episode a nine. You know what I mean? It didn't have any characters or anything. Well, but it, yeah, it didn't. I mean, I'm actually disappointed. I almost started my new one, but I'll, I'll, I'll have to wait for, for that one. I'm working, I'm working on a new character. It's going to be great. It's not Beetlejuice. It's not Clay. It's not... Um, it's not great. It's pretty good. No, it's not. Think animals. Don't. I'm going to do it. It's going to be when you least expect it. God damn it. I hate you. Seal is coming, everybody. Seal is coming. Douglas Seal, who was Santa... In Aladdin. I almost tried to do a Douglas Seal impression, <laughs> and my butt told me no. It's like, don't you dare. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Meredith Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Oh, well, I don't know about... What the hell was that? It was like Mr. Bill trying to do Douglas Seal. Oh, no. Oh, no, Mr. Toilet Man. <laughs>